This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE, for 20% off your order. You're listening to Episode 5 of our School and Child Care Transition Series. In this episode, we're going to chat about the routines and what to expect once this is underway. Note, there will be a lot of messiness, and we are here for it. We've got gotcha. you. right, let's dive in. Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, Alyssa Blass Campbell. What I don't expect to have happen is that you do all this prep for the child and then they're just like, okay, bye, see you later, have a great day at work, see you after school. My expectation is not that they don't have hard feelings through this. What I want them to know is that it's safe to have hard feelings through this and that they have a toolbox to pull from. When we're building some of these things to help them get familiar with the space and using those visual aids. It's not so that they, it won't feel hard at all. It's so that they'll be set up with as, for as much success as possible. I would expect to see children who are melting down at the end of the day, who have not a lot left in their tank, whose battery needs to be recharged. Remember, they're getting to know something new. And so just like when you're starting a new job or doing anything new, you move to a new house, et cetera, and there's just boxes all around that need to be unpacked. It's hard to do the other day-to-day stuff because your brain is trying to figure out this new space, this new workplace, this new school, these new teachers, these new friends, these new routines, these new expectations and boundaries. All of it feels new and the brain's working so hard to do that all day that I would expect to see kids who are melting down at the end of the day for a few weeks that I want to lower expectations and really lean into more coping support. 
So for the child that knows how to zip their own jacket, they might need help with that right now. For the child who is typically really chill at dinner and engages and ready to eat, they might be melting. They might need to snuggle for a little bit here. They might need a little more from you than they typically do. Or things that you know they know how to do, they might not be able to access. So recognizing that it can feel like a regression in some ways. Really what it is is a focus on something else. That the brain can't focus on all of these things at once. And so it's so focused on this new school and all the new things that come with that or the new classroom and all the new things that come with that that these other things kind of take a backseat. It's not a forever thing. It's a for now thing. In terms of routines, there are three things that we look for. Consistency, confidence, and connection. As a parent or caregiver, when you are sending the signals to your child that you trust the space you're dropping them off to, their nervous system receives those signals. If you're sending the signals that you're feeling anxious or scared or overwhelmed, they'll receive those signals. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly, so hard. I love what I do and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out and it's been a tough transition. The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for Mila Bean, it's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I want to show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash voices. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So when you go in, having a clear plan for how this is going to go 
will be crucial. Letting the child know, here's what's going to happen in infancy, in toddlerhood, in the preschool years, and beyond. It's never too early to communicate with your child. Because communication is about so much more than the words you say. Your tone of voice, your body language, your confidence will be communicated to them. So this might look like you coming in, say an infant drop off. All right, we've put your bag away and now it's time for me to leave. I'm bringing you up to Miss Mara. You are safe and loved here. I'll be back after nap. Love you. You can offer a kiss or a gentle touch and then say bye-bye. Even if they're crying, you're walking away. You're trusting that their teacher has the skill set to support them. And now the teacher role, if you're a teacher tuning in, your roles might look like bringing the child to the door or window to wave goodbye, holding the infant and singing a song or humming, connecting through snuggling or reading a book together, helping their system co-regulate so that they know, oh, this is a safe person. I'm safe with this person. They can handle my big feelings and they can be in them with me. And then the toddler drop off. Oh man, I am living this right now. My toddler has been crying every single time I leave him lately. Whether it's to go to work and he's with their childcare provider or when I go upstairs to take a shower and he's with my partner, or if he is with his Nana, who he spends every Friday with, lately it, there's been a spike in that separation anxiety from us. And what's most helpful for him is when I tell him exactly what's going to happen and I fall through with that. And even when he's crying when I leave, I fall through. He's clinging to my body And then a trusted caregiver takes him and snuggles him and provides that comfort for him. Letting him know that he's allowed to feel this hard thing and that he can do hard things. We are building resilience. And he's learning that he has a toolbox for navigating these hard feelings and these other people can support him too. So at school, this might look like Let's say goodbye. I've got three kisses for you. Where would you like the first kiss? Pause and then do it. And then the second kiss. Oh, on your arm? Okay. Kiss them. And then the third kiss. Oh, you would like it on your toes? You got it, buddy. I can't wait to see you after school. I'll wave to you from the window. Love you. Bye. And then head on out. Now, the teacher in this instance might bring the child to the door or the window to wave goodbye, hold the child, look at a photo of their family. Remember, we talked about those family photos, or read a book to engage in quiet play together. We're co regulating. Again, sending those signs I'm a safe person for you. And then for preschool, it might look like, all right, bud, I'm going to get going now. Can you find an activity to do, or would you like me to help you get started? Okay, before I go, we can do our special handshake. There we go, bug. I love you so much. Abuela will pick you up after snack. And then leave. The teacher will similarly provide comfort. You could read a book or snuggle or a quiet activity. Offer a moment to sit quietly and connect. Looking at the photo of their family or chatting about how the child is feeling. Allowing children to feel feel emotions at separation 
is so key. It's not our job to distract them out of it. It's our job to let them know it makes sense to feel what they're feeling. And here are tools that can help them feel safe or calm when they're ready. It's a little bit draining. It's a lot of bit draining. And I want you to know that we've got your back. Come on over to Instagram at seed.and.so. Let's chat about it. Let's dive into this. And we have a full workshop on this with way more examples and how-tos and a live Q&A. If you want to check that out, head to seedandso.org and click on our parents tab. It'll take you to all of the workshops that we have, including our school and child care transitions workshop. We've got your back. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the transcript at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community over on Instagram hanging out every day with more free content? Come join us at seed.and.so, S-E-W. Take a screenshot of you tuning in, share it on the gram, and tag seed.and.so to let me know your key takeaway. If you're digging this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We love collaborating with you to raise emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.